Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, only about 13 minutes, but seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word and thereby helping us to stay strong in our faith and even grow stronger because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. Please share these short studies with everybody you can. You know people in your life who need to grow in their faith. They need, they need to start thinking about their soul's salvation. They need to start thinking about their relationship with God. Share these studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. Help somebody turn their life around. Help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing that would be for them, but also for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to bring this particular line of thought and study to a close. Now, the broader series that we've been in is we've been talking about heart troubles, problems of the heart. And it is from the condition of our heart that comes our lifestyle, our practices, the way we talk, the things we do, the people we associate with whether or not we live a Christian life, whether or not we even become Christians in the first place. It's all a matter of how we've conditioned our heart. Now, in this particular section of this study, we've been talking about pride. And we talked about several other aspects of heart problems in earlier sections of this series. We talked about hatred. We talked about laziness. We talked about gossip about worry, about unforgiveness, and this one is pride. We're going to bring this particular section to a close today. Pride. Now, we've talked about two different kinds of pride. One is godly pride. It is how we conduct ourselves as faithful, dedicated Christians before God, wanting to live the lifestyle of faithfulness to Him, a godly lifestyle. That's godly pride. That's good. We want to do a good job at work. We want to be good parents. We want to be good husbands and wives. We want to be good examples of neighbors to the people around us where we live. We want to be a good example of people, our brothers and sisters in Christ, as we join together with them in worshiping God and studying his word. That's godly pride, and that's good pride. The other kind is ungodly pride, obviously, and it is over and over and over and over, and you could add a whole lot of more overs and overs, classified, identified as sin. Now, different terms we've looked at are used in the scriptures to identify ungodly pride. Sometimes it's just pride. That's what it's saying. But it's the way it's, it, it's put in context that identifies it as being ungodly pride self-glorification, self-aggrandizement, telling people how great I am, always trying to draw attention to myself or, you know, praise and glory from other people around me. Let me tell you how good I am. Let me tell you what great things I've accomplished. Well, that's self-glorification. It's also identified as being arrogance, haughtiness, conceit. And as we conclude, how can we overcome pride, ungodly pride? Now, this is going to be a temptation that the devil throws at us on a continual basis. But 
And, and remember, the pride of life is one of those three main avenues that the Apostle John identifies as being avenues of temptation the devil uses to try to pull us into sin and away from God. In First John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. So how can I overcome ungodly pride? Well, since it's an indication of heart trouble, we need with God's help and guidance, to condition our hearts against it. In that great treatise on love, Paul states, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up. All indications of ungodly pride does not parade itself, does not, is not puffed up. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 4. This is agape love, a love by determination, a love by will, and not one driven primarily by emotion. There's no room for arrogant pride in a heart that is conditioned with such love as Paul describes here. It'll automatically, you know, push any idea of arrogant pride out the window. So since pride feeds on an inner focus, We need to stop thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought. We have to be careful to not get caught up in all of the press clippings of our own mind. Paul admonishes each Christian not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, Romans 12 and verse 3. It's significant that Paul gives this instruction at the beginning of a section dealing with unity in the church. In his letter to the Galatians, he warns, if anyone thinks himself to be something, that is, something special, (laughs) when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Galatians 6 and verse 3. We need to get real. We need to continually remind ourselves that whatever good we have, including our abilities and achievements and opportunities, if they're truly good, they're blessings from God. James 1 and verse 17, and we have him to thank for those blessings and that we are nothing without him. This world is not where it's at for us. This is not our sum total of existence. It's not our sum total of achievement and accomplishment. Our overriding goal, that which ought to drive us continually forward, should be getting to heaven. 2 Corinthians 5, verses 1 and 2. If we limit our focus on boasting and glorying in, uh, you know, about ourselves, then we're not going to get to heaven. But if we limit our focus and boasting and glorying to the cross of Christ, what he has done for us, we will not leave opportunity for arrogant pride to well up within us. But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul wrote to the Galatian Christians in Galatians 6 and verse 14. Whenever we start to feel ourselves swelling up with pride as though we're so great, we would do well to remember that we truly are debtors, debtors to God for the blessings that he bestows upon us. We have no inherent ability in and of ourselves alone to even ensure our next breath of air. 
Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 5, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. Again, 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 5. On our own, without God and his continued blessings, we're nothing. 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 7. Truly, and how we ought to keep this burned in our brain, truly, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And we need to live with such purpose as to assure that his grace toward me was not in vain. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 10. That ought to be our mindset. We need to develop the mindset, the commitment, the focused direction of the Apostle Paul when he wrote, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul said, my life is not my own. My life belongs to my Lord. I will live my life for him and in him. Paul was still alive physically, but his life was focused on serving and living for Christ. He had surrendered his will to Christ's will. In a real sense, he had turned his life over to his Lord. With such a determined focus on the Savior, living for Christ, living for God, and away from ourselves, it will be difficult for ungodly pride to gain a a foothold within our hearts. Now, how do I overcome ungodly pride? We could get real basic, couldn't we? We could just say, stop it. Stop it. And if you keep having problems that result from arrogance, conceit, haughtiness, ungodly pride, look in the mirror. Stop blaming other people for those problems. They are self-generated problems. They're a problem of your heart. Remember that I, that letter I, and think of it from a personal application perspective, I is the middle letter in both pride and sin. We'd like to help you in your spiritual life. We'd love to send you a free Bible study or talk with you by phone, or we can communicate by email. You choose. You can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click on the email link, and you can contact us that way. You can phone us at 402-498-8397, 402-498-8397. If you're struggling with ungodly pride, with letting go of arrogance, haughtiness, conceit, 
we want to help. God, he wants to help if you will come to him through Jesus Christ, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in him as your Lord and Savior and God's Son openly, and surrendering to him in baptism, at which point the blood he shed on the cross so long ago will still cleanse you of the guilt of your sins, and you will become a new creation in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. You can become new. Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 6. We'd love to help you. Let's pray. Father, help us to give you the glory in our lives and to always live to your glory and to never give in to the temptation to take up ungodly pride, arrogance, haughtiness, conceit, but always to remember that you gave us the blessings of abilities and capabilities and opportunities that you have. We give you the glory, Father. Please forgive us when we fail you and help us to see you in us. Help people to see you in us as we live our lives before them. Please forgive us and hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.